Yes, Jerry Crochet led the team. He wouldn't run the ball the way he would, he ran like tonight. If we're drafting all these players in the first round, we're spending money on these players. That play. And there is not much that teams are gonna do when you're winning. Even if you ain't feeling what I got to say, I can write it, ball it up and sew it away. Draft the Ferris for drafting. What's going on, y'all? It's your man Hendo here, back with another edition of Ravens Online on Geekkeepers. And we're here to talk a little bit of football. Nothing major, nothing heavy. Just something a little light, you know, real quick stream. Just to talk about what's going on in football. Um, I apologize, I missed y'all last week. Had some personal things going on I had to take care of, but I am back. Hopefully, for good. We'll see. I don't know. It's not much going on in Ravens football because we aren't playing. There's only two teams left, and we will jump into it right now. But first, whew, let's see what we got going on and who's in here. My man Brand is in the house. He says, I have arrived. Yes, you have. And I appreciate you. We got Danny in the house supporting, as always. That's right, two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Hey, either way, we come out a winner. And what do you mean Joseph Adai is going down? <laughs> I haven't seen Joseph Adai in about uh, 10 years or so. Jonathan Washington, what's going on? Thank you for coming by. Radio 76 is in the house. Yes, Yolanda B. Good evening, Flock. Good evening, Yolanda. Thank you for stopping by. My man Darius is here. Appreciate the support. <laughs> Guy from Network. What's up? Yeah. Raven C says Tuesday. <laughs> we'll see. Because um, I actually invited two people to be a part of the stream. And of course, they one of them slam ignored me, even though he texted me like seven different times afterwards. But uh, Raven C, I guess he was a little busy. And we'll see what we can hook up for Tuesday. You know, I've been trying to get him on the show for a minute. You know, trying to bring some of his energy to this channel. Maybe slide over the heads. Who knows? We'll see. Julian, what's going on? Thank you for being a part of the stream. <clears throat> Nas I? Or was that Nas 1? Apologize if I said it wrong. Uh, yes, merch. If you look down below, underneath the comments, you'll see I got some new merch out if you want to. You know, drive by, see if you like something, purchase it. King Trent TV, what's going on? Hey, if you haven't already, make sure you stop by his channel. Check out what he's got going on. He's got a lot of real interesting things and interesting ways that he uh, talks about Ravens football. <laughs> yeah, Celtics beat the Lakers. Yeah, that's why I got LeBron right there. That's how I felt about no Ravens football. Just, ah. You yeah, me. But let's jump into this game, conference championships. Uh, in the first matchup, we had... Uh, 
the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Now, for me, I thought this was going to be a game of defenses. Uh, San Francisco came into the game with the number one defense overall in the NFL. And this is why, you know, I'm not a big proponent of defense wins championships because if you cannot score, you cannot win. And Brock Purdy, he was knocked out the game. Then Josh Johnson came in. He got knocked out the game. Just wasn't a good day for them. They were down to their fourth string quarterback. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles, they didn't fare too much better on offense. I think Jalen Hurts had 121 yards passing, um, but the Eagles were able to rush the ball. Now, they were the number one rushing team in the NFL, something that the Baltimore Ravens strive to be each and every year. But when they have to pass, they can. I know they were aided by a missed call on that Devontae Smith fourth down catch. Um, but smartly, you know, he knew he didn't catch it. So they ran up to the line real quick. And then Sanders scored a touchdown, I believe, two plays later. Um, defensively, Philadelphia has it going on. I think they are the most well-rounded team in the NFL. They acquired the free agents that they needed. Um, they did everything that you should do when you have a upper-tier quarterback on a rookie deal. Now... We could have learned from that, but we did not. You know, we wasted four years and you see where we are today. But um, they picked up free. They had Dominic and Sue. They picked up Robert Quinn, even though I don't think he played today. Uh, Hassan Reddick. That was a big one for me. I thought that once he became available, I think that the Ravens should have gone and picked him up. But we didn't. So Philadelphia Eagles came through. Did what they needed to do, defeated the 49ers 31 to 7. Yes, the bank. Nah, I can't say they're a dumpster fire, bro. Because you have to look, if you know the history of the Bengals, they are not a winning franchise. Or they haven't been for approximately 25 years or so. Joe Burrow has taken them in three years to two conference championships, one Super Bowl. So I can't say they're a dumpster fire. Now, that play at the end of the game to get into that one, that was real stupid. Um, what were you thinking? They drive it in the field goal range and you hit him out of bounds. He's clearly hobbled. And you decide that you want to push him. Like he was already going out of bounds. Like I just don't get it. I don't get it. Mr. J. Oh, so you uh you bought a hoodie and dyed it? I'm gonna need some I'm gonna need some pictures of that. I need some pictures of that. Craven says uh he feels like Philly's gonna dominate the Chiefs. I'm not sure. It depends on if uh, Patrick Mahomes gets a chance to heal. Now, in that Kansas City game, Patrick Mahomes didn't run around like he normally did. He stood in the pocket. Now, I know there was a reporter earlier in the year that said Patrick Mahomes, being he's a black quarterback, you know, all he does is run around and play playground football. And he couldn't actually stand back there and deliver passes, which he did this game. He missed a few like they all do, but he made up for them when he needed to. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't know. Um, the biggest struggle for me for Cincinnati, I mean, for uh, Kansas City, excuse me, is their defense. And defensively, they look dominant. Like Chris Jones, he had his first two sacks of the postseason ever. And Frank Clark, I told you, I ain't, I'm not going to call out any names, but I told you Frank Clark was a player. Not just another guy. He's a player. Like, they have some pieces on defense, and they did this all without uh, Sneed. What is it, Janarius Sneed? He went out with a concussion. So they were down some players. Then on top of that, Travis Kelsey was hobbled with a back injury. They lost uh, 
Tony. They lost Miko Hardman. And they lost Juju Smith-Schuster. So Patrick Mahomes was, was literally playing with one hand tied behind his back on one leg. And he was still able to beat the Chiefs. Now, today, two winning streaks were halted. The San Francisco 49ers had won 10 straight. and No, I'm sorry. They won 12 straight. And they lost. The Cincinnati Bengals had won 10 straight themselves. And they beat the can and the Kansas City Chiefs beat them. Kansas City Chiefs won six straight, and ironically, their last loss was to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow was three and zero versus them, and you know they kind of had this little thing where they started calling it Burrowhead instead of Arrowhead. And even the mayor of Cincinnati, you know, he had a couple jokes saying that Joe Burrow was the Kansas City Chiefs or Patrick Mahomes' father. Now, after the game. Travis Kelsey had this to say. Some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to God. I knew he was gonna be a <laughs> eh, That about says it all. I guess, you know, to Victor come to schools and you get to talk anything that you want to talk. What's going on? Abraham Bialo, thank you for stopping by. Listen, um, I just received your jersey in the mail. It just came yesterday. So I will be going to the post office to send it off to you. Hopefully you receive it in time. Also, Big Rage, when I go there, I will also be sending your prize as well. So thank you for stopping by. Tony said that's because he didn't show up the last game. The Bengals talked trash and Chris showed up. I love it. Mahomes on one leg and lost three receivers. What the disrespect now they cry. Yeah, you know. They, you know, they should have won technically Cincinnati should have won this game, but it was a couple of mistakes and they blew it. But yes, Kelsey told him, watch your mouth. You know what I'm saying? They are champions. Patrick Mahomes in five full seasons as a starter has five AFC championship appearances, and this will be his third Super Bowl. If he is not going to go down as one of the greatest or the greatest quarterback in NFL history, I don't know who is. It's probably going to be Thomas Brady. But I think Patrick Mahomes is actually going to challenge him. He may not have seven Super Bowl victories, but what he's accomplished in his five full years as a starter is amazing. It's amazing. All right. So, once again... We will have Super Bowl 57. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, this is a game that I predicted for the Super Bowl. It's the Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey Brothers Bowl. And I think it's going to be a good one. I know some people believe that Philadelphia is going to run away with it, but I'm not so certain. Like Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have that championship DNA. They've been there before, they've won one, they've lost one. So I think that they have and know what it takes to win a title. Now Philly has some players left over from their Super Bowl win, but they just have a lot of young players. Um, will Jalen Hurts be up to it? I know that 121 yards passing isn't gonna do it. Now I know we think that playing good defense and running the ball is the recipe for a winning Super Bowl, but we shall see. One Sessions is in the house. What's going on? Appreciate you for stopping by. Yes, if he wins, he surpasses Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers has been one Super Bowl. As great as he is and as talented a passer as he is, he's gone to one Super Bowl. He's hosted, what, four NFC Championship games and only won one? I call that a choker. He got too much attitude for me to talk what he talks about his teammates, but doesn't come up big when it counts the most. All right. So, enough of that. I know most of y'all are here to talk about some Baltimore Ravens news. Huh, so, let's get into it. Let's talk about these Baltimore Ravens and what they have and have not going on. So, officially today, yesterday, whenever it was, the Baltimore Ravens reached out to the Kansas City Chiefs and requested to interview Eric B. Enemy for their offensive coordinator position. Um, this is something that I thought should have happened a couple of years ago. I think they should have done this at least two years ago. After the 2019 season, I get it, you know, amazing season. So you thought that um, Greg Roman was on the uptick. But 2020, when we started to regress, maybe you think about moving on. 2021, I know they used that as the injury year and felt like we could do better if we had a healthy team. But if you know the history of Greg Roman, his teams always start off hot, start off hot and then they flame out really quickly and go downhill. Now, they also requested, who did they request? Dan Munkin, I think that's his name, the OC from Georgia. Uh, yeah, I think that they requested to talk to him as well. Um, <laughs> they also requested to speak to, uh, what is his name? Dan Pitcher, the quarterback's coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. As soon as Cincinnati got word of that, they immediately extended that man. They said, you will not be going to a division rival and giving up our trade secrets. Not at all. And that's a fact, OG. Points beat stats every day of the week. And we are an analytic type team that loves going analytics and stop and doesn't worry about putting points on the board um i was talking to somebody on twitter today and yeah he needs to be requested for head coach talking to somebody on twitter today and you know we was we were speaking about stats and offensive coordinators and everything and it got into cornerback talk and we are a team that values the cornerback position very heavily and my biggest thing is you want to put a thousand cornerback safeties defensive backs on your team to guard the wide receiver position which is to me one of the most important positions in nfl right now but you don't want to put wide receivers on your team now if you remember the beginning of the season we talked about wide receivers to death at nauseum and all i kept hearing in the comments was we got to talk about receivers again we got to talk about receivers again why are we always speaking about wide receivers in Baltimore? And then the season played out, and here you have it. Once again, we're looking at an offseason where we need wide receivers. Now, John Harbaugh, I know that uh, I know that some of y'all guy, I know some of y'all love John Harbaugh and think he's a man amongst men. He's a top five head coach. He's a Hall of Famer. But to me, it's a bunch of baloney. Um it's it, it's amazing how he gets a lot of credit for the wins that we have throughout the years, but he gets none of the blame for the losses. What's going on, Tanja? Um, even with this OC search, I think it's all smoke and mirrors. I think that 
we're just putting it out there to make Lamar comfortable and feel like we're making changes to benefit him going forward. But I don't think that's the case. So I like to liken the Baltimore Ravens front office and their head coaches to my job, essentially. So if you don't know, I work for a cable company. And in the cable company, we go out, we fix cable, we do certain things. Now, we have a bunch of guys kind of like our coaching staff that are extremely lazy they don't want to put in the work they don't want to climb poles pause they don't want to rewire do what they need to do so what they essentially do is they'll go through the house and they'll change connectors they'll change splitters they'll do everything that they need to do instead of climbing up that pole and changing that line to kind of get the people's stuff to work and then somebody else will come back and be like hey what's going on oh the last guy he did everything he tried everything he possibly could to get me up and running when in essence he didn't he didn't do the thing that was most important and get good signal to your house and it's like these coaches they're extremely lazy they're putting out these feelers of oh we're doing an extensive search for a head coach you know we're leaving no stone unturned when in essence john harbaugh already said listen no matter what offensive coordinator we bring in, it's still going to be my philosophy. It's still going to be the John Harbaugh system. It's still going to be the Raven way of running the ball and playing good defense. So we can bring in some of the most creative minds ever, but I don't think that it's essentially going to make a difference. Danny says, shaking my head. I don't see how Bashadi can watch the Eagles and not put EDC and Harbaugh on the hot seat. Their seats should be in flames right now. Yes, with gasoline drawers on. Because if you watch what they did, they took a quarterback that they said he could be good. He might be good. We're not sure. But let's surround him with some talent to see if he can live up to the expectations that we have of him. And I think he's exceeded that. The Eagles have been the best team all year long while we have been muddling in the middle of the pack as usual. You know, we'll have a winning season. We'll make it to the playoffs. And for most Ravens fans, that just seems to be enough. For me, that's not enough. You know, call me spoiled. Say that I'm just, uh, my franchise has gotten me used to winning. They have. And when you are a winner, what you need to do next is take it to the next level. And not just be consistent winners, be champions. All these other teams are making moves to be champions. And we're just riding that wave of, we make it to the playoffs. We might win a game or two. Who knows? But we haven't won a game or two. We'll win a game here and there, or we'll just flame out. And we'll say, oh, well, you know, we had a backup quarterback. We had some injuries. Look what San Francisco did. San Francisco was minus one injury to their third-string quarterback from making it to the Super Bowl. That game was well within reach. Even after the blown call, it was still 7 enough midway through the second quarter. Like, they could have still won this game, and that falls on coaching. That's something that we don't have here that can overcome the lack of talent. Now, we'll put all the talent in this defensive backfield on the defensive side, but we can't score points. So does defense really win championships? I think it may be a little bit of both, but once again, if you can't score, you don't win. Sharon Grill says, Hendo, don't get upset, but what do you think Lamar could do on the 49ers? All the 49ers. <laughs> Listen, I'm not upset. That's Brody. Like, for me personally, like, I love this team, and it hurts that we're not playing. It hurts that we're not living up to the level that most of us feel we should be. But I just want Lamar to succeed. Like, he, to me, is such a good dude, so genuine. 
and all he wants to do is win unlike this organization because they haven't put everything around him like they say they have so if he went to the 49ers i think they would become the first team in nfl history to win three straight super bowls i just i mean look what they did with jimmy garoppolo look what they did with brock purdy i mean jimmy g took them to a super bowl they were one missed pass away you don't think that lamar next to christian mccaffrey teams don't know who's going to run the ball who will stop that then you got Debo Samuels running it, catching it. You got Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Like, who would stop them? Like, that team would truly be dominant. And I think that Kyle Shanahan would get the most out of Lamar. I think he would teach him how to play the quarterback position, teach him how to read defenses. Now, a lot of people say, listen, Lamar can't read defenses. He's inaccurate. Look at the people he's surrounded with. Like, look at his coaches. Players have to play, but coaches have to coach. And sometimes you have to coach players up. Like, I still, to this day, I have an issue with Lamar and his footwork when it comes to passing. And I put that on coaching. Like, James Urban, he's just not that dude to get him in position to take that next step. What's going on, Daniel? He says, the only two things Jonathan ever said is when he said, we're not going to beg you to come here to receive us. Yeah, but I think he might be backing down on that statement a little bit because I think that he knows his job is on the hot seat. Um, it's getting to the point now where he has to move. He has to make a move. He has to win. He has to do something in the playoffs. Now, you can't just keep going to the playoffs, winning one game or losing in the first round with more talented teams and expect to keep your job. I know Bashadi is a stickler for keeping things the same for continuity you know he knows he likes to know what to expect from a person but once this franchise starts losing money and to me personally and i know i've said this so many times once lamar leaves we're gonna find out how filled that stadium is we're gonna find out how much that merchandise is really worth just saying yes danny 50 people in the chat late night hit that like button listen if you are new here subscribe like share with your friends help this channel grow listen i wasn't too keen on this early on but i'm I, you know i'm, I'm kind of loving this I'm, i, I kind of like streaming a little bit i'm not gonna say love it i kind of like it a little bit you know what i'm saying we built a little community here hopefully it can continue to grow we are at 1400 and something help me get to 2000 help me raise it up you know support the team lunch break hot take open mic with otr mike my man, Mr. Galloway, Suge Knight, 323. Who else am I missing? My man, Ferris, over at LGR. Caleb, D. Weezy. Support all of us. I mean, I see most of y'all around there anyway, and I appreciate y'all. Yes, Cam, we have to score regardless. The teams that score more is when plain and simple. And we can't score. Unfortunately, we just don't have it in us. We're, we've never been an offensive juggernaut, except for maybe the first two years when we came to Baltimore, and that's because we had that layover from the Cleveland Browns organization with Benny Testaverde. We had all offense, no defense, and fundamentally we made that shift, and we haven't looked back. And a lot of people will say, well, we won two Super Bowls with that philosophy, but it's 2023. You know what I'm saying? Those big bruising running backs and those linebackers, those heavy linebackers don't work anymore. Now, what are we going to do with Patrick Queen? I know Coach Evans got him as well. Sip the tally films. Make sure y'all go over there and subscribe. Um, I know he loves Patrick Queen and thinks he can do good things, but we can't afford to pay everybody on defense. And if they don't trade Patrick Queen this year, 
I think he's going to price himself out of Baltimore because we already paid Roquan Smith. AD says, if we shot him out with weapons, we ain't losing to these bungles for the next five years. I mean, that might be true, but you also have to realize with what offensive coordinator we bring in because it's not out of the realm that we're going to hire in-house. And if we hire in-house, it's going to be the same old, same old, and nothing's really going to change. We might eke out a win here and there, but if you look at the Bengals and what they have going on, they're building. Every year that they have a weakness, they address that weakness. Last year, the weakness was the offensive line. Unfortunately, Lyle Collins towards ACL early in the season. Um, Karras got hurt. Another guy got hurt as well, so they're down to there third and fourth string offensive lineman. I guarantee you this offseason, they are going to make moves. I guarantee you Eli Apple's not going to be back, and they're going to try to shore up that defensive backfield. So I can't say it's a given. I will say with more offensive weapons, we can make it a little more competitive going forward, but it's the NFL. Anything's Listen, this whole division is coming up. Um, we don't know what we're going to see out of Deshaun Watson with a full offseason, a full time to prepare with the team. Um, to me, they they are a really good coach, and I think one more receiver away from competing for the division. Then you have Pittsburgh, always tough. Kenny Pickett is going to get better. <sighs> George Pickens, I think next year is going to be unstoppable. Yeah, that's why he got his own offensive offense, uh, QB coach because James Urban just listen. That's why he got let go of Cincinnati. He wasn't doing his job, and of course, John Harbaugh loves the retreads. So that's why we picked them up. Raven C says MP is taking a pay cut. Ah, yeah, listen, I think uh, I don't know if he's taking a pay cut because he mouthed off to John Harbaugh. And you know, John Harbaugh doesn't like people challenging his authority. I've always said it. He is an alpha that loves surrounding himself with betas. You know, he's gotten rid of all the alpha personalities inside that locker room and he's got a bunch of yes men and MPs one of the only ones that are set up there like John this ain't getting it and this ain't working so I don't know and I hope he does I hope he stays because then that'll lessen the likelihood we go cornerback in the first round I know a lot of people want to see that but my question to you all is how many cornerbacks are we going to take we drafted two last year we drafted Brandon Stevens in the third round the year before like, how many cornerbacks are we going to take in the draft before we say enough is enough? When are we going to start getting wide receivers? Now, I know y'all think that this offensive line is all world. We're possibly going to lose Ben Powers. Hopefully, somehow, some way, we lose Morgan Moses because he's just an op and he just can't get it done. So, I think we need to show up that offensive line and get some wide receivers. Now, there's a, a rumor going around that we're going to get Saquon Barkley if Lamar decides that he's going to leave. I don't know how that makes sense to me when you got J.K. Dobbins coming back in the form and even on one leg. He looks really good to me. You know, so. Yeah, Brandon. MP going like everybody yeah, was. And that was sad because he should have retired a Raven. There's no way they should have let him go from this organization. Okay. What we got <laughs> we got a $10 donation from Herobrine. <laughs> I appreciate the donation. It says, I appreciate the streams. You know, I appreciate you for sticking around with me at 1130 on a work night. Now, if you want to be awesome, like Herobrine, 
or hurricane or whatever you want to call that person there's a pen link in the comment section or you can donate to the channel if you want you know i put the money back into the channel give out some gifts sometimes um next season hopefully i'll be giving away some tickets we'll see where we go from there also if you want to there's a cash app link in the bottom right hand corner if you want to donate if not it is what it is danny says saquon for what uh he's a free agent he's a free agent and to him he told the giants hey money's not me resetting the running back market is not really important you know he just wants a winning situation a winning culture i'm not sure if the giants are really sold on him because of his injury situation but once again we are a running team that's what we do i thought we should have went out and got christian mccaffrey honestly because that would have been next level but We'll see what the Ravens do. Tony just says, Lamar definitely got the upper hand. He is smart. And if they don't fix the receiver room and get a good coach he is comfortable with, he is out. Don't underestimate the control he has now. Yes. I mean, he has a lot of control. Um, I think it was Russell Street. Russell Street Report. I'm not sure. Um, they actually did an article, if I'm not mistaken, on the Baltimore Ravens salary cap situation. Now, there was a point in time where we thought the Ravens were 43, 40-something mil under the salary cap, but then they said we're, for sign we're signing practice squad players and other people. The Ravens only have 28 mil, around 28 mil, to kind of play with going into the offseason. So some roster moves are going to have to be made, and if you franchise Lamar, that's going to take up at least, at least 45 mil. So my thing is, how are they going to fit him under that cap on the franchise tag? Unless they give him a non-exclusive one and trade him for the two first-round picks. Um, look, uh, who is it? Joe Burrow, two Super Bowl appearance. I mean, a Super Bowl appearance, two AFC Conference Championship appearances in his third year. He's reset the record books in Cincinnati. He is up for a new contract, and I guarantee Mike Brown is going to throw the bank at him. So that's going to reset the market. Then you also have Justin Herbert, who set all the rookie passing records. He's got all of them down there, and he's going to reset the market. So whoever signs first is going to get is going to reset it once. The next is going to reset it again. Now we also have to take into effect now Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts in his third year just took his team to the best record in the NFL. He took his team to the Super Bowl. And there's rumors going around that the Eagles want to re-sign him as well. He wasn't a first-round pick, so he's not going to get that fifth-year option. So they're going to have to sign him as soon as possible. Because if they wait till next year and he balls out, they're going to be in a situation just like Lamar. And I need to apologize to my man Jalen Hurts. I got to apologize. I called him Lamar Jackson Light. My apologies, young man. I didn't mean it. You in the Super Bowl. We have not been. We don't seem to be going anytime soon. My bad. That's all I got to say. Danny says, they said they were preparing for Lamar's contract for years now. It doesn't appear that way to me. It doesn't appear that way. I mean, if you look at the whole situation, just like with Joe Flacco, when they had an opportunity to sign him for cheap, they didn't do it. They said, you know what? We'll run our offense, let you put up these pedestrian numbers, and then we're going to offer you money that we feel like you're going to go after and these players said, nah, I'll bet on myself. Now, Lamar, whether you think he should have an agent or not, 
he's made at least 30% more than he would have if he would have had an agent and signed months ago. Uh, Roquan Smith doesn't have an agent. He reset the linebacker market with this team, unfortunately. And I think that may be a source of contention for Lamar. It's like, listen, I've been here for five years and our contract negotiations have gone nowhere. This guy's been here for five months, if that. And you sit up here and break the bank with this guy? Like, come on now. What's going on? What's up, Brady? Thank you for dropping by. Appreciate it. Yes, we should have been the Eagles in 2019. But we felt like we were going to lowball the offense into a Super Bowl run, which did not happen. So it just says, uh, $133 million is disrespectful to Lamar. All the winning he has done, money he has made for the organization. Cheapest draft deal, $9 million, and they can't pay Lamar. Yes, he was the 32nd pick in the draft. So he wasn't even a top 10 pick where they had to give up a boatload of money for him throughout his first four years. Even his fifth-year option, $23 million. For a starting quarterback in the NFL today, that is a bargain. And they did nothing with it. They did nothing with it. They stocked up on defense, and it got us nowhere. So their bright idea was, let's stock up on more defense. And we go to the playoffs, and we can't score once again. So what did they do the following year? Stock up on more defense. And we continuously are in the same situation. Now, most people have been lauding Eric DaCosta for the depth that he provides for this team. Where was that depth with all these injuries? Because to me, especially offensively, nobody stepped up. Oh, keep it up. I like analysis. Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate that. Because there are times that I do feel like, uh, man, maybe I shouldn't do this. You know, ain't nobody checking for me. But, you know, I appreciate the love that y'all show. I appreciate y'all showing up for me this early in the morning. No, I'm sorry, this late at night. Almost early in the morning on a work night. All right. So, like I said, this is going to be real short. So, we we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it moving. All right, we're gonna get to some news around the NFL. Um, Miami Dolphins they have hired Vic Fangio to be their defensive coordinator. Same Vic Fangio that had a problem with us going for that Russian record. Um, same old dude that nobody really likes, but I think that he would do well for the Miami Dolphins. And that defense, he'll turn them around. And if they actually go out and get Lamar, they might win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't try to come at them sideways. I just try to speak my truth. Like, I don't I don't believe everything that they do is right. Nor do I believe everything that they do is wrong. But you can tell, and we've seen it throughout the season, you can tell when a team is actually trying to go out and win a championship and not just be winners. You can see when they make moves. We use the salary cap as a crutch saying, hey, we just ain't got the money to sign these players. But all of these other teams seem to keep bringing in player after player after player. They fall short in the playoffs and say, you know what? This didn't work. Well, let's pivot and go get these players. So they always seem to find the money. It's just us. Yeah. I don't listen. I don't. I, I was I was talking to a, one of my customers the other day. Yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he was asking me about uh, Lamar. And he was saying that, you know, they should just pay him what he's worth. And look, since Lamar's been here, minus his rookie year, I think. I'm not sure. But since he's become a full-time starter, he has been our leading passer and our leading rusher. And I said this in a past video. Top passers get about 
35, 36 million on average. Top rushers get about 14, 15 mil. It's about 50 mil a year. So you combine the two, you give them at least 50 mil. And that was yesterday's prices, uh, Mike says. Today's price is a little bit different because all this stuff is about to go up. Hmm. Um, also, Miami Dolphins, which some news that kind of struck me was they are not interested in Tom Brady. Now, if you know um, their owner, he got in a little bit of trouble last year because he invited Tom Brady to his yacht because he wanted to talk about him playing for the Dolphins and giving him, Stephen Ross, giving him, giving Brady partial ownership of the team on the low. And that's kind of why the fallout pretty much happened with Brian Flores because he was like, I'm not for this. I'm not tanking. I'm not doing this illegal stuff. You know, I don't care how much money that you're going to give me. This is not right. So, you know, I guess they're all out on Brady now for the way that he looked in Tampa Bay. So to me, the reason that this is significant is because are they going to go after Lamar? Now, Stephen Ross, uh, he kind of hits me as an owner that will do anything that he can to win. If he has to give up future first round picks and give up Tua, Tagovailoa, I think he'll do it. I think if uh, they throw in Jalen Waddle, how are they going to say no? Listen, if they if if the Dolphins offered a 2024 first rounder, 2025 first rounder, Tua, and maybe Xavier Howard, you don't think the Ravens would jump at that? I think they would. Like, listen, they get a quarterback on a cheap that he's not going to get top quarterback money. You get a starting wide receiver to pair with Bateman. You get another defensive back to throw back there. I think they take it. And Rob says, hey, uh, I unfortunately really hope Lamar leaves just to hurt the gatekeepers. <laughs> you know, they'll somehow justify that. <laughs> Listen, I'm that petty too. I'm that petty too. Um, I don't know if you've all saw what's going been going on on Twitter, but somebody was like, somebody went on a rant saying they hope that Lamar leaves. He's not worth the money. The Ravens organization they are a bunch of winners. They've won before Lamar. They will win after Lamar. Um, we don't need them. We've had great players before when they left, so we will be just fine. But the one part that I think that he left out was, yes, we've had great players. But when those great players left after 2012, when did we become relevant again? In 2018 when Lamar got here? So from 2012 to 2018, Sands 2015, we have not been a relevant franchise in the NFL. So, yeah, y'all, y'all can y'all can complain and turn on Lamar if you want, and don't think that he doesn't read what the fans put on Twitter because he's always on Twitter, and he's like, "The city don't love me." Okay, all I do for this community, all I do for this team, and y'all don't love me. Watch me. That's why Lamar's been kept quiet. He hasn't said anything except for putting out his medical information to let them know. Listen, I've really been hurt because I heard somebody mention today, like, oh, it was a one or two week injury. This man had a PCL tear. I don't care what you tear. It's going to take more than two weeks to come back from that injury. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, no worries, Brody. So Brody says, I can't believe you found time to do this YouTube thing with crops to tend to. Yes, after I get off here, I'm tending to my crops. I got a job. I got work to do. And if you don't know, uh, Jose and Brody over at Lunch Break Hot Take, they have a channel called Old Man Gamers. And, you know, we get together, we play games together. So make sure y'all subscribe. We can link up, play some games. But I think 
the game that we on right now is called Stardew Valley. And um, it's kind of like that old Facebook game where you could plant, the, where you had to plant the crops and do all this other stuff. It's a simple, simple game, a simple game. But for some reason, it is highly addictive. And all you do is work all day. Like the clock goes super fast. Like your day goes super fast. I think you can complete a day in five minutes. So it seems like you just wake up, plant your crops, feed your animals, and then you go to bed. And then you wake up and do it all over again. I do not know why I'm addicted to this game because it's like a job. It's like a job on a video game. I don't know why I play this. And it's all Brody's fault. <laughs> uh, Danny says, I do think to Listen, I hope that man retires. I hope and pray that he does retire because... Listen, concussions are nothing to play with. Um, CTE is very serious. And we're finding out from the studies that have been done over the last five years or so that they don't live a comfortable life after they've suffered so many concussions. Um, they go through life with memory loss, uh, headaches, uh, mood swings. So I think it would be in his best interest. I believe he's made enough money that he can comfortably retire from. But I know that the competitors in a lot of these guys, they feel like, listen, I'm going to go till I can't go no more, even though they may be past their prime. So, yeah, I, I hope he retires. But as of right now, the Ravens will take him because they'll say that they got something in the trade, not because they want him as the future quarterback, because first round pick, you know, a lot of y'all are going for the, what is it, AR-12, Anthony Richardson, whatever the guy is from Florida. As y'all know, I don't trust nobody from Florida, like no Florida players. David Smith says, you, you may have said it already. Burrow was consistently thrown in a double coverage, and his guys made the play. There's a no wide receiver on the Ravens roster that can make that play. Facts. Facts. For a team that says we don't need wide receivers, for us to go week in and week out and watch receivers make plays for their quarterbacks, because even the most talented quarterbacks throw off the market times, and these receivers have to go up and get the ball. Who do we have? I know Bradley said something about we got a Florida wide receiver on our team i don't recognize him who is it who is it bradley who is that florida wide receiver that carries the ball like a loaf of bread and fumbles and doesn't catch yeah I ain't for that. <laughs> nonsense indeed indeed that's, i can't stand that game got me up till two three o'clock in the morning trying to get my last bit of crops in <laughs> it is an amazing game bradley and I am getting my gold up. I got like 500,000 golds, man. I'm good now. I'm no longer poor. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. All right. So also, listen, if y'all feeling down about football and you miss the Ravens and you need a good laugh, you need some humor in your life. There's an article that was posted on uh, the Baltimore Ravens page about why John Harbaugh is one of one of John Harbaugh has great hiring strengths, and one of those is his ability to adapt, to take in knowledge and adapt. I thought it was hilarious reading it. I was like, what has he adapted to? We've lost the same way for at least the last four years. We've gone out of the playoffs the same exact way. What has he adapted to? He still wants to run the ball more than anything. He still wants the wide receiver room to be a bunch of Costco workers. So if you want something to laugh about, make sure y'all go check that out. Oh, while we're speaking of checking stuff out, make sure to check out my son's channel, SGKAJ. If you like gaming, 
check my check my boy's channel out. Make sure you subscribe. If not, have your children do it. You know, my son is trying to do some things. I think it'd be good for him to do something steady and productive. You know, give him something else to do other than just playing video games all day, which is ironically what he's going to be doing on his channel. So make sure you give him a follow if you can. It only takes a second. Oh, that guy. I forgot. You mean a guy with 400 yards receiving in a 17-game season? Hmm, that guy, huh? Yolanda says, wait a minute, leave Florida players alone. I try to. I try to leave them alone as much as I can. I don't want them on my team. I don't want to. Listen, I, no, no. I, listen, they've had some decent players. Like, I like Channing Crowder. I like Channing Crowder. He's, he's a decent dude. But just as far as skill positions go, as far as wide receivers, oh, no, what? Kyle Pitts. I really like Kyle Pitts. I, I, I rock with Kyle Pitts. So Kyle Pitts, he's probably the only current Florida player that's out there that I actually deal with. No, 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 Brad. University of Florida. University of Florida. You know, you, you know, you know. I rock Florida State. I'm a Bobby Bowden guy, so you already know. Play with me, Brian. You know it's University of Florida. All right. Um. A uh, little, a little story. I don't know if y'all are familiar with it, but there's a. Has anybody heard the story about Mark Stokes? He has, but we beat Miami though, and we beat Florida this year. How about that? How about that? So if we trash, what are y'all? So Marcus Stokes, I don't know if y'all heard the story. It's just something that caught my eye the other day. He is a four-star quarterback recruit out of Wayward and something Florida. Another Florida boy. Go figure. And he had a scholarship offer to the University of Florida. I don't know why he wanted to go there, but eh, each his own. And what ended up happening was a video surfaced of him saying the N-word. <laughs> he was rapping. Like, it wasn't that he called somebody that, but he said something about a particular person. He was just, you know, rapping a song, and it just so happened that he came out and said it. And apparently the University of Florida didn't like that too much. So they rescinded his scholarship. But that's not where the story is. The story is, after they released him from his scholarship, he was offered another scholarship by, of all places, an HBCU. So far, that is his only scholarship offer from an HBCU. Knowing full, being fully aware of the situation, of what happened, they offered this man a scholarship. And I just think that's funny. That we are so forgiving like we are so forgiving you know i guess they chalked it up to just youth misgivings and just you know because listen a lot of them say it in the songs even if they don't know what they're really saying a lot of them say it and he got caught just like a lot of them have gotten caught listen josh allen got caught they forgiven him pat ricard he said some things uh what's your boy what's your boy brodney i know he's a tight end for somebody that we can't stand uh, he plays for the Rams. He's a racist too. But yes, H Albany State decided uh, they were going to offer this man a scholarship. I just thought it was a good story. What's going on, DVSQ? Thank you for dropping by. Yes. Yes. They, and he said, listen, even his father was like, I'm shocked. I wasn't expecting that. But he uh, he might he might not go there. 
uh, yeah, Tyler Higby. That's what it was. Tyler Higby. Super racist. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to go there. Uh, uh, listen, I wouldn't chance it. As soon as word gets out, if they don't already know, we'll see what happens. And yes, they did not forgive Ed Reed. Now, some people, they think Ed Reed was wrong for putting the school on blast like that. Some people felt, felt like it was very necessary to let everybody know what's actually been going on down there. It's, private, it's a privately funded school that has a building full of trash. They have horrible conditions, living conditions. Everything's starting to come out after Ed Reed. And maybe he's not the coach, but he brought some things to light. Um, whether his methods were right or his methods were wrong, there was a reason that it happened. Everything happens for a reason. And I believe that it it's going to shed a light on some of these administrators at these HBCUs that have been stealing money for years that have been saying they're doing one thing for the school when they actually have not so i think that he and dion actually brought light to the situation yeah nothing changes listen everything done in the dark will come to light and there is no ounce of integrity at an hbcu and it's not just one it's 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 a couple of them howard had their situation Grammar State, it's been a bunch of them that uh, have been going through some things. And Rob says they forgave him for sure, but I don't think if people out there forgive him like that, of course the media will just bury it and somehow talk about his good heart. Of course. Listen, we are still in a situation of that Bret Hart stealing money from the poor state in the United States. And they swept that under the rug like it was nothing. You have a millionaire stealing money from poor people. And he wants to build his daughter a volleyball court like priorities but we don't speak about that they'll more speak about lamar and his contract situation him not having an agent him losing out him constantly getting hurt than they would about how this man is defrauding the government defrauding a state what's going on jose Sound like a villain just up here doing this quick stream you know trying to get through it uh, it's 50 minutes. I hadn't planned on me as long. Danny says, Howard is unacceptable because they garnered the most money of any HBU by far. Probably more than most combined. I agree. I agree. And listen, them people had to sleep out on the street to prove a point. Because listen, listen, no one wants to live in rats and roaches, mold, decay. Listen, I'm paying for an education. And educations aren't cheap. So I just feel like I should be getting the best of the best. Now, it doesn't have to be five-star, but it has to be livable, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's that. We'll, we'll see what Marcus Stokes does if he decides to attend that HBCU or not. All right. About to start wrapping things up, but last but not least, I got a question for y'all. What do you want to see from this channel going forward? We are about to enter a slow period in NFL news, the Super Bowl's around the corner. After that, you know, we have to wait for free agency. We have to wait for the draft. And it's not going to be a whole lot to really talk about. You know, we can cherry pick things here and there. But what do y'all want from me? Where do you want to see this channel go? Um, topics, segments, um, <laughs> more guests. Like, what do you want? Rodney says more content. And he doesn't mean that, though. Because when this was reversed and I was not YouTubing 
And I told Brian I wanted more content. He told me, you're crazy. And then I started doing YouTube and I realized he was right. This is a job. This is really a job. And you have to put a lot of time and effort into it. Now, if people want more content, I will do my best to oblige. I, listen, Yolanda, when, when people say more content, they also can mean more videos. It doesn't have to be live streams. It can be videos because that's how my, my channel started. It started off of videos. So, yeah. Let's stop being the Cowboys. Yeah, stop being irrelevant. <laughs> well, how was that different, Rodney? Please tell me how that was different. You want hard-hitting commentary? Forget about political correctness. I'm not sure y'all ready for that. I'm not sure y'all ready for Hendo Unhinged and, 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 and want me to open up my vocabulary to that other side. I'm not, I'm not sure that everyone is ready for that. Now, some people may be cool with it. Yeah. More Yolanda B. Raven. But you listen, you got to talk to Yolanda about that. I can't force her uh, to be on camera. That is something that would have to be discussed with her. You know. And... All right. We got another donation. We got a $10 donation from Brody. Appreciate it. Hanging with Hendo is what the people want. <laughs> Don't nobody want to hang with Hendo. And quite honestly, listen, I almost, I almost streamed last night just to see, just to see, you know, what the reception would be like for it. But then I was just like, eh, I got to do it on Sunday. I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to get that. Mr. J says more guests. Not you, Mr. J. I know, not you. You the last one to say more guests. Because anytime we say, hey, Mr. J, we need you to, ah, you know, you always got 15 excuses. But you know, more guests, that's cool. Y'all want to see more guests from other teams? Like a suggestion was given to me that the week of playing teams, I get somebody from the opposing team on here and we discuss the upcoming game. That's an idea. That's an idea. Or we could just do more Yolanda B. Raven. <laughs> What's going on, MDT? Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate you, bro. Listen, make sure y'all go over to MDT Sports. Check my man out. <laughs> he does not like Eric DaCosta, nor does he like John Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. Okay. So, look. All right. Well, listen. Let's make a deal, Yolanda. Let's make a deal. So, you requested more live streams. But other people have requested more Yolanda B. Raven. So let's find a compromise. Let's find a happy median. Meet in the middle. And we'll go from there. How about that? Baltimore favorites. Yes, Yolanda is one of Baltimore's favorites. Like, the people the people love her. They love when she streams. You know? They love when she challenges people. And me? See, I'm adding you ain't never lied. We are all unhinged. <laughs> uh, these people, those who aren't here, eh, well, when they get here, let you know. You let them speak for themselves. I need, I need to hear from the masses. You know, what I'm saying, I'm trying to give the people what they want, and I really don't know what they want until they tell me. Unless they elected you leader, then I go with that. And yes, I did have to do Jay like that. 
I did have to do him like that. We've been trying to get Jay on camera for at least a good eight months. At least a good eight months. And he's a no-show. What's a novel idea? Meeting halfway? You let me know. What are we going to do? Meet halfway? And Rob said, this is a good, great show. So just keep doing what you do, not to mention the music, though. Yes, so if you like the music, that is my man, Mr. Galloway. We do a show every Friday at noon. You know, he is a rapper, hip-hop artist, producer. He does it all. You know, I, I like to break his music sometime on here. You know, his uh, EP is out now. So make sure you go over to Mr. Galloway. Electric Relaxation, Mr. Galloway. Check him out. Subscribe. He got some dope music. He got some dope music. He said, bring on the gatekeepers and debate them. Listen, that to me is a lovely idea, but I'm not sure that they would want to actually come on here and, and talk about it. Because a lot of them, well, I can't say a lot of them, some of them don't deal in reality. Some of them deal in fantasies and what they believe to be true. I like to believe what's true is what's actually true. You know, I don't I don't take one thing and stick with that one thing and say that is 100% fact. You know, I hear I like to hear both sides formulate an opinion and move on from there. A lot of the gatekeepers is pretty much the team is right, the front office is right. They can do no wrong. We're going to get on track next year and next year turns into the next year which turns into the next year. So, I mean, listen, if somebody wanted to come and debate, we can have a debate. My thing is, you don't know with a lot of them, can they be respectful? Because when you talk to a lot of Ravens fans, they get in their feelings. And when they get in their feelings, they get angry, they say some things, and they get a little bit disrespectful. And for me, personally, I can take a lot of things in this world. I have all, I have the utmost patience. But one thing I don't take is disrespect. And that's when you will see that other side of me come out. You'll see Baltimore Hindo come out. And I'm not sure that that'd be good for the channel. But I mean, listen, if somebody wanted to have an intelligent conversation about it, we can do it. But if they with that nonsense of just yelling and trying to get their point across, I can't, I can't do it. But I mean, we'll try. Like if you know somebody, you know what I'm saying? We can have a conversation offline and see how that goes and you know what I mean? move on from there. Yolanda says, no, Hendo. The novel I did to which I was referring was for you to have guests on your show from the opposing teams, not Yolanda B. Raven. So my question to you, Yolanda, is what would be more fun than me bringing on a guest from an opposing team and you giving them all that sass, just like you give me? That would be really fun. That would be extremely entertaining. So you can yell at me. You can yell at them. Huh. You know what I mean? Everybody's having fun. But that's just about it for this episode. I appreciate you all for stopping by. Um, I forgot to tell you we are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Also, you can find me on your favorite audio platforms, which will be out tomorrow at 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. We can find and fix that. Listen, just like I said, differences of opinion there's nothing wrong with it as long as you can come to a, a general solution or some kind of compromise without anybody just getting mad I don't get mad on people's opinions but it is what it is also if you look in the comments 
as you can see stream elements has been spamming this whole time sign up for the patreon if you want to come hang out with myself lunch break hot take crew sign up for the patreon get into the discord hang out with us after live streams um you can request specific videos you can request live streams sometimes doesn't feel like doing it i'm not going to totally rule out the live stream request i'm just not saying that i'm honoring it each and every time so sign up for patreon be a part of the group you can also get down with our fantasy football and pickums league which i am the champion of you know for some reason <laughs> for some reason you know ever since i won the championships yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Agent E around because he was squawking at the beginning of the season. Talking about, don't let me in. Don't let me in. I'm a wreck shot. But I haven't heard from him going forward. So, once again, if you want to be a part of it, sign up for the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash R-O-U-G. And, you know what I'm saying? I don't mean to do it, but you can win you one of these. This is my Pick'em's Championship ring for my Rogue League. Fantasy Football Championship's coming in the mail. Also, my LBHT Pick'em Championship is coming as well. No worries. If you missed it, video's coming. Video's coming. So, all jokes aside, I appreciate y'all. <laughs> I appreciate y'all hanging out with me after this game. Hopefully, next week we'll come back do it again. Thanks for friends. Now, like I always tell y'all, formulate your own opinions. Think for yourself, never give it to conformity. Be your own person. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Don't let nobody tell you what's right, what's wrong. Stick to your beliefs. Be nice to one another. And most importantly, as always, be somebody important. Be yourself. Until next time, it's your man here, and I'm out. <laughs>